Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? It's good to see you. It's good to hear you. It's good to feel you. Welcome back to the Pod. We are in our new studio. Have a look around. We're in a little nook for those audio-only listeners. And for all those audio-only listeners in Belgium, believe it or not, it is the highest downloading city for the PearPod. I've never been to Belgium. But I'll tell you what, I'll be making a trip. Thank you all for the support. It uh, It's mad. I, I didn't expect audio only to be a an avenue. Of course it's an avenue. This is the best fucking content you can get. But still, thank you for the support. And we're back. We're back with season three. In the meantime, in the interim, you'd think I was just on the beach, you know, enjoying the success of season one and two, you know, spending the millions. But uh, in fact, we're moving into a new place. So the the time off that I was expecting or the, the break that I was expecting was busier than expected. I am... As you know, I am, or if you visually, you can see, I am just trying to find out where I'm going to hold the mic in the nice area. I don't like the, the stand. I do, but I can't afford ones that I want. So right now, we're just going handheld. I'm going to take grip of this conversation, literally and figuratively. So we have a very big week this week. I know you're all here for the Ian Gary interview. <laughs> do I, Paul... Like, obviously, the PayPal's going to pull a big guest, you know, out the gate when we're going to do guests. Bring on some guests. Yeah, well, why don't I just get one of the brightest prospects in the UFC and the next big MMA star out of Ireland, Ian the Future Gary? So that interview will be later on the episode. Not that much later, so don't go anywhere. And if you must, skip on up there and watch it, because it is fucking class. And... um yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, it's uh it's great to have that uh have a segment like that to be able to jump to, you know. And it's de- I'm definitely going to continue to work at it, so very exciting. So there's a few things that I would like to discuss that have kind of gone on in the the background. Not a great week for Sam to take a break. Uh alas, we work around Katie Taylor. My God. I saw someone saying, uh, I saw a post saying Katie Taylor is one of the greatest sports, sports athletes or greatest athletes out of Ireland ever. And that post got a load of hate and a load of people being like, no, she's not. I was like, are you mad? Go Olympic gold medalist, undefeated, world champion, and part of the, f- the the first female fight, female boxing match to ever sell out Madison Square Garden. If you don't appreciate that... And I'm just reaching for my water. Excuse me. should finish the sentence first. If you don't appreciate that, then... I don't know. I don't know who you put ahead of that. Brian O'Driscoll. Come on. What about Gordon Darcy? Come on, what about Bernard Jackman? No. 
maybe like unfortunately these things sometimes it, it it takes the end of something before people realize how big something was but i'm i'm hoping people here have watched the fight or at least watched the highlights on the zone my god what a scrap uh, full transparency it's over in new york i couldn't watch it live i watched the the highlights the next day my god what a fight Amanda Serrano can fucking go. And, uh, like, I've never seen Katie Taylor in a fight like that where, like, Katie Taylor was wobbled. Wobbled. And she was, um, like, see, it's remarkable because she stood there and took it all, so it's tough for me to say. But, yes, yeah, it, it, was, it was the most danger I've ever seen her in, in a fight for sure. And she fucking won. Madness. Biggest payday of her life. Life-changing money. And then... Just on the on uh, if you, just for a little a little amuse bouche or a little starter course, you've got Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul as co-promoters, which is what a combo, man! What a combo of of styles. Ah oh, man, I, I'm sure people have seen it. If you haven't, Eddie Hearn calls uh, Jake Paul average, and he's like, Eddie, let's not start it like this. Come on, you just call me average. Well, you are average. You are average. Uh, like, it's so... I, I love that he doubled down on it. Didn't be like, well, you know... He was like, yeah, you are average. And then... Jake was like, I'll fight anyone... On the... Uh, matchroom roster... Under 10 fights. Which, Chev Clark... Is under 10 fights? Like, uh, I don't even know. He's only had like, two pro fights. He is a dog... And if that's the fight that Jake... Well, Jake doesn't want that, man. No, no, no. He's not part of the plan. Go fight Tommy Fury or something because... That's... Chev, Chev Clark is a fucking dog. Just go watch some of his... Uh, some of stuff on Twitter. There's clips going around of him now, obviously. And, uh, yeah, that'd be a nasty one. But great. Uh, definitely got the, got the fight promoted more, which is sick. Uh, the two lads going back and forth and betting money on it and all that stuff. And, you know, you have to respect Jake as well. In fairness, he's, uh, you know, he's not everyone's favorite person, but he fucking promoted the shit out of that fight. And without him, that fight doesn't happen. So without him, Katie Taylor doesn't make, you know, most money she's ever made in a fight, et cetera, et cetera. Jesus. So I presume they're going to do it again. They've said they're going to do it again down the line. And, you know, Eddie was saying the whole time, I can see this being a trilogy. Fucking works for me. Works for me, hey. Okay. We're about seven and a half minutes in. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Subscribe to the channel. We're growing. Oh, excuse me. We're growing. Let me find the right adjective. We're growing slowly. But as long as there's growth, I've already told you, as long as there's growth. If there's two subscribers a month, do you know what's going to come? Lots and lots of more podcasts. Uh, and that's just going to be the way it is. So I'm going to jump to the Ian Gary interview now. Full transparency. I have not cut this interview whatsoever. I make an error. I, ha I have my questions. Obviously, there's very... there's there's Actually, I'll intro it a little bit. I reached out to Ian Gary, or I sent a tweet out saying... It would be amazing to have Ian Gary on my podcast. 
Ian Gary then. My podcast has 80 subscribers. 80,000? 80. 80,000? 80. 80. That's the graduating class of small schools down the country, all right? That's how many listeners we have, and I fucking love every one of you. I'll shout you out by name if I have to. But um, the fact that he was like, yeah, man, let me do it. Let's, let's jump on and do it is fucking remarkable. And whatever you think about, I don't know, whatever you think about Ian or me, the fact that he was like, yeah, man, I'll jump on, support, support uh, another Irish lad trying to do something. It's fucking sick. He didn't have to do it. He could have just said, not available, could have not seen it. No, not, would have been no issue. And now I have this piece to be able to supply to you all. Now, you'll see, uh, I had rehearsed my, my questions a lot. I was nervous. I didn't want to sound like an idiot, which is ironic because of what happens. I left it in. I did not cut around it, which I could have. Had every right to do, but I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave it raw as I as I always will. So, at this point, I want to ask you all to enjoy my sit down with Ian, the future Gary. So, um, first quick one is since moving to Sanford, uh, it seems to have been the perfect move for you, but it isn't the typical path that Irish MMA f- fighters seem to go. Um, James Galler comes to mind as someone who's done it but um, for you I guess my question is what are the biggest differences you've noticed between uh, training in the US versus Ireland um, the elite level world class coaches and teammates they're just every single dude that walks into the gym that I know of like yesterday I was speaking to Danny Roberts who just came back from yeah. the UK and he said the exact same thing that I do we speak about all these guys, Linton Vassell in Basel, um, he's a Bellator heavyweight um, who's going to be fighting for the belt. And he says the same thing, especially from where we are. Like The UK and Ireland are great for MMA and you can see a lot of fighters do well. Um, but to be the best, to reach that elite level, you need to surround yourself with the coaching and the, the just the teammates mm-hmm. that can help you grow and Samford has all of it yeah, in abundance. Yeah, yeah. Like you I, look at the coaches, like you look at Henry Hoofer, he, he posted an Instagram post there yesterday or uh, earlier this morning and it was Michael Chandler had the Bellator belt, Usman had the UFC belt and Angla had the, the one championship belt. It's like, yeah. that's the level of coaching and the level of teammates I'm surrounding myself with. It can, it can only- Yeah, of course. I was actually, I listened to Luke Thomas there. He's only down in Sanford recently. And he was, he was talking about, he's like, man, it's like a, it's like an army barracks, like, and like the names, obviously, as you've said. And so going on from that, you've openly said, uh, you can see yourself as the 170 pound champion at some point. My question is, uh, who do you think you'll be challenging for the belt? Um, firstly, you're right. I do see that in the future. I don't think that's anything um, that I have to worry about. That is just timing. We'll work its way out. Um, in re- yeah, in regards to who's going to be the champ at the time, Usman's only got a couple more fights left in my mind. Obviously, I don't know what he's, what he's planning on, but in my mind, he's a couple more and then retire on top or finish up on top and leave as one of the potential GOATs. Um, you've also got I mean, I mean, Kamza Shmaev just beat Gilbert Burns in an absolute war. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, 
so he's up there now and he's young, he's 28, 27, 28. Um, and then you've got a lot of other guys up there that are that are searching for that gold. Um, I'm imagining by my time in, in a couple, I, I don't see myself fighting for the belts for another kind of two and a half, three years. Could be sooner, could be later. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not giving myself, I have no rush. Um, but just on pure age alone, I'd say Kamzat would probably be the champ by that time. Just on the fact that he's 28, a lot of the guys are kind of in them, their mid-30s. Yeah. Um, so peak. They're all peaking at the moment where he's the one just in that top 10 who's got a little bit more left to go. So it'll either be Kamzat or Sean Brady. Yeah, oh, Sean Brady, yeah, fair. Um, That'll be my, they'd be my two right now Yeah, to fuck. be the champ. Okay. Um, <laughs> fuck, man, Hamza would be some scrap, holy shit. That'd be sick. We'll do it one day. They'll have him one day. Um, so me, in- me and Kamza. Yeah, man. We'll get that back for Gilbert at some point, like. I don't, I'm not going to get that back for Gilbert. Gilbert will get it back himself. Man, I was about to talk about I'll, <laughs> I'll get it back because I'll get it for myself. Oh, Gilbert man, can go and get that I'll, back. I'll watch Gilbert and Hamzat every weekend, man. Gen- <laughs> that's genuinely Dude, unbelievable. I I was uh, I was so excited for that fight. Man, it was so bloody good. On the way out, man, he was sitting up on top of the cage. I was like, this lad's far too casual for Gilbert coming in, man. I was fucking Dude. blown away. Dude, I absolutely love that. That is exactly the type of shit that I would yeah, do. Yeah, okay. But I just don't ever, I just don't ever walk out before someone else. I'm always in the red corner. I'm always walking out second. But one hundred percent. That was. I literally seen that. I I didn't see that until I went home later on that night. I was like, okay, sat on top of the cage. Yeah. And my missus was like, "Yeah." I was like, "That is exactly the type of shit yeah, I have." Like, it's crazy. Un- um, unbelievable. So in in terms of your weight, um, you you see a lot of people talking now, uh, like the big conversations as soon as someone's kind of found some dominance in the weight division is if they can go up or down a weight class. And it's all about how many divisions you can compete in. And um, from looking at you, obviously I don't know. It seems like you're the perfect size and build for 170. You've got reach and size of 170. Do you see yourself going up to 185 at some point, or do you see the value in building like a legacy, like a GSP or an Usman is doing now? I, I, I do eventually see myself going to middleweight. Yeah. Um, as of right now, there's no need. I yeah. could wait so easily for 170. It's so it's there's such little stress to get down. Yeah. It's just about being focused, just yeah. about kind of doing everything right with me and my nutritionist. We kind of just we do it so well that I meet so much on fight week. There is no benefit of me going up to middleweight right now. The only way I would see myself at the moment going to middleweight would be maybe a short, honest fight. Yeah. Okay. If if there was an opportunity to step in there against someone who could help excel my career even more, and I go, yeah, I can smash it, give you a yeah, chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, then yeah, I would I would do that. Um, I mean, you got to understand, like I spar a lot of a lot of middleweights in my gym. I know I know what they're yeah. capable of. I know how good they are. I know how strong they are. But more importantly, I know what. Sorry, banging no, you're all covered. More importantly, I know their speed. I know kind of. I figure out right. I'm faster than them. Am I as strong as them? No. Of yeah. course, I'm not. When they walk around at plus two hundred pounds, you know what I mean. Of course, yeah. I'm not going to be stronger than them. But I know where my advantages lie against someone who's a bigger opponent. Yeah. As I, I'm 24, mate. Yeah. I've I've a lot of time to grow. By the time I'm probably 30, by the time I'm probably 32. And my ten body's years. You got ten got, years, bro. Ex- at least like ten years. Exactly. Crazy. I I don't see myself now having any need to move up to middleweight. Yeah. 
as my body grows, like I'm still young, I like I hit puberty late, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was a late, I was a late bloomer. Um, still I still look like a little baby. Yeah, I still look like a little baby face, like a little kid. Um, but as I'm growing, my body's getting like as I do more strength and conditioning, as I'm like nutrition improves, and like just my overall understanding of everything I'm doing gets better. I I, I believe it will be there at one point. Um, yeah. and also. As I get older, I will want to do less weight cuts to ensure that I am going to be healthier. Yeah. So there will be like right now I walk around at a middleweight weight. Okay. So for weighing. So as I grow, as I get older, then yeah, probably I'll just Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, even since Cage Warriors, you look like you look like you've filled into yourself a bit. So like the next four or five years is gonna keep going, I'd say as you keep training like that. So But uh, it's funny because when you look back at like I only started MMA just over five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And when you look back at like my first amateur fight, I, I just turned 19 and yeah. I was like, whoa, like if you look at that guy, if you look at me now versus like even if you look at my last fight and then watch my first amateur fight and compare the two, yeah, you're like, that's the same guy. That's the fucking hell. So you give me another four or five years and I'll be I'll be bigger i'll be stronger everything will have more four time or five to grow. years in stanford as well like four or five years in stanford exactly like, yeah, 10, years, like 10 years at home like, <laughs> it's like fucking 10 years 10 years anywhere else in the yeah, planet. it's just it's a blessing man well yeah i mean the one benefit of me fighting the middleweight when i'm when i'm at that time is i can fight more regularly yeah. i'm not cutting weight and i'm just walking around near the weight and i maybe i'll cut five pounds i don't know what it'll be when i get to that yeah that level but I'll fight all the time, mate. That's I true. do it now. Yeah. Only, only right now, I want to give myself the time to learn and grow in between each fight. Like I've said, yeah. I want to do three fights every year, two, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've said to myself, I want to, I want to learn in between each fight. Give myself three fights every year, so that I have four months between each fight. Yeah. In an ideal world, right? Yeah. In four months, I can learn and grow so much and change my game that I'm a different fighter, I'm a different person, and I have a way better, way better skill set. Yeah. Because it's only little things that you need changing sometimes that can completely change your game. So if I was to be at the level where, right, I've done my, my two, three, four years in Sanford, and I'm at a level now where I can fight anyone at any, any kind of date, time, weight, and I, I don't care about their skill set because I can deal with it all because I'm, I'm, I'm good enough that no matter where the fight goes, I can beat them. Yeah. If they want to wrestle me, I'll out wrestle them. If they want to grapple me, I'll out grapple them. If they want to strike, let's go. If they want to stand there and just push cardio for 15, 25 minutes, then let's do that. Let's see yeah, who man. comes out on top. Now you give me that. And I don't have to cut weight. I'll yeah. do that every month, mate. I will fight. I I guarantee you right now, right? I will fight more times in the calendar year than anyone else has. Trust me on that. Unreal. It's like a, it was good actually I was saying in your last fight, it could have gone two ways. Like if you had to chin the guy. In, in a round, everyone be like, well, we haven't seen him go go three rounds because he had the cardio. You do three rounds, people are like, geez, can you get the guy out of there? So, like, you're not going to win either way. So, I was, when you did three rounds, me and my mate Rob, who's a contributor to the show, it's like great to see him go three and not even fucking heavy breathing at the end of it, you know? I've gone five rounds, mate, and not been yeah, heavy yeah, breathing. Yeah. I was yeah. dancing in between the fourth and fifth round of my yeah, world title yeah, yeah. fight. It's like, I've, I, I know how, like, my cardio is ridiculous. Like, the yeah. two things I value my, my game on is speed and cardio. Yeah. And, I don't lose speed yeah. because I've got such cardio. So my yeah. speed is the same from the first second of the of the first round to the last second of the last round. I'm still that fucking fast. Yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. moving. I'm still going that anything comes the same speed it did. 
and I, I, I value that on just hard work. I, I push myself to yeah. push a pace in training and keep that speed and never lose it. So that is always the case. And yeah, you're right. It could have gone two ways. I could have went in there and chinned him. And I'm obviously annoyed I didn't knock him out. I didn't get the finish. Dane Weeks a good fighter, man. People kind of forget that. Dane Weeks a good fighter as well, bro. But yeah, and he's tough. He's good. He's tough. I didn't feel like he was anywhere near my level no. in that cage. You know? tough, as, tough as old boots, though. Yeah, but tough can only get you so far. I've said this a couple of times. Like, yeah. Everyone's tough. So, I mean, everyone's good. Being tough against me isn't necessarily a good thing because it just means I'm going to beat you for longer. Indeed. Um, and he did. He got 50, He got beat up for 15 minutes. Like There wasn't a single second of that fight where he was winning. Yeah. Even even when you go back and look at the control around the, the octagon, like it was me controlling where the fight was going. It was me controlling the pace. Yeah. He was trying to step into my world but was just kind of afraid. He parked the bus a lot. That's where, yeah. It is what it is. You know what that's, I mean? That, that, that's, that's a great compliment to me that he's yeah. so worried about engaging anything with me that he does nothing. Yeah, he just hangs there. All right, mate, I'll give you just a last one. Um, as I said, uh, one of my friends, Rob's a big contributor to the show. This is his question. Uh, for your next fight, um, is there any interest in like Ian Gary versus uh, Brian Barberena for International Fight Week or something like that? I don't care who it is. I yeah. said I'd like to fight someone like a Barbarain and someone who's been through kind of like it all. Matt Hughes would have been great as well, but just going off wins, you know. Matt Brown. Yeah, Matt Brown. Sorry. Yeah, Matt, 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 no, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, Matt Hughes, scrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's gone, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get ripped like, for I, that now. Watch. You won't. No, you won't. You won't. You won't. That's a, that's a common mistake you can make. Um, the reason, the reason I said those two names is purely just on the fact that they're veterans, right? They've been around the game for so long. They can do it all. They can grapple. They can strike. They can push a pace. They can make it dirty. They know how to kind of win rounds and win exchanges and like get points on the board. They're well-respected within the organization. They're well-respected by all the fight fans because they come up and they show, and they show up and they they... they Present problems to be 100%, man. So, for me, I, I mean, I don't really care who it is. I don't yeah. care who I want, who's, who's next. The UFC will send me a contract. I'll say yes. Then I'll end up fighting them. That's it. If they, yeah. if, if the name is Brian Barbrainer or Matt Brown, or if it's anyone, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way yeah. I am. Perfect. I'm like, I, here's the thing. I'll say yes. I'll tell all my coaches. I'll tell all my, I'll tell my team, the people I've surrounded myself with. And, if they have a problem, then they have to tell me why I can't say no or why yeah. I have to say no. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm saying yes. Yeah. And that's that's the level, that's where I am. I'm a fighter. I can like I'm a competitor. Right? I like to compete. I don't care who it is in that contract. I want to fight them. Yeah. To show I'm better than to show that my skill set. There isn't a single person on this planet that you could put in front of me that I wouldn't think I could beat. Yeah. Living in paradise, yeah. Yeah, bin fucks. Yeah, exactly. kind of clean all the bins. Fucking up um, you, boys. Exactly. Yeah, fools. Making <laughs> me sound stupid. Um, no, but um, there isn't a single person that you could put me in the in the octagon with that I wouldn't feel like I could I could beat. Yeah. And that goes from the top of the division the whole way down. I don't yeah. care who you are, what you specialize in, or what you do, what your record is. I can beat you. Yeah, bro. That's like that's it. and that, that and that's the way it is. It's the truth. It's like, yeah. Okay, if I fight Kamara Usman, am I going to be the favorite? Absolutely not. Can I win? Chances are very slight. But the thing is, can I win? 
yes, potentially. Yeah, I have to go out there and do that, right? Yeah. That's my name. Now, he's the champ. Is he a better is he a better overall MMA fighter than I am right now? Yes, 100 yeah. percent He's on a 15-fight win streak in the UFC and he's a champion yeah. of the world, a pound for pound king. Of course he's that good. But if I was putting that cage in, could I potentially This is MMA, man? That's why MMA is such a good sport. Exactly. Okay, so that's and that's the attitude you've got to carry on to no, to it no matter what. We see it. You can choose see. your opponents, just go. 100 percent Listen, mate, I really appreciate your time. And uh, when UFC comes back to Dublin and you headline that thing, I'll be there, all right? Oh, when not gonna it ask happens. You to, not gonna ask you to say anything. When it happens, it's Madden. gonna happen. I went to a Bellator People, right? and it was fucking nothing in three arena. UFC, saw that UFC in the fucking three arena, man. Madness. If you think of Bellator at the three arena, it was good. Yeah. Could you imagine what a UFC at the three oh, arena man. would be? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And that is nothing that I'm just talking about, the, the, the level, just the names that would be yeah. on that card. Man, they would, the US, the, if the UFC goes to Dublin, they're going to put on a show. They're yeah. going to put on, if the Irish love drinking, they love fighting. Oh, man. Right? When Peter Keeley came out, it, it could have been, it could have been fucking McGregor coming out. I've never seen anything like it. So, well, when, it, when... It, this is the thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I've I've been to a Bellator in Dublin and yeah. the atmosphere was amazing. Yeah, what's well, yeah. it? It's ridiculous, but like honestly, that could be a kids taekwondo tournament. Yeah, it'd be lit. Yeah. And if you put that on in the in the two arena and sell drink and packed it out with a lot of Irish, yeah. it would be unbelievable. Uh, confirmations are lit here. Like <laughs> <laughs> the Irish fans are the best fans in the world. They're yeah. different. People don't understand it until you see it. Yeah. Until you experience it. Why? We're all loud. Yeah. Every single one of us are loud. Like the decibel levels just get raised. Yeah. Okay. Secondly, you add for most of our nation, everyone likes to drink. Right. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm an exception. I'm I don't drink anymore. Right. Oh, come on. But you mix fighting, drinking, and crack together. Yeah. I, I mean crack isn't good crack, just throwing out there might think otherwise. <laughs> um, on top, like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you put that all together like you've got a fucking awesome night yeah man where people just go out and have fun yeah and that's when the Irish are at their best that's why when you see them go to the Euros or you see them at anything you see them at the regatta and all man when they're doing the sailing genuinely it's lit down the cork and all it goes mad so anything they, they go mad for so you know you know what it'll be like when you come back man the fucking even the Wayans man Jesus Whenever it happens, it will be sensational, and we will we will thrive off it. We will enjoy it, and we will embrace it every every step of the way. You know. All right, bro. I'll let you go. I really appreciate your time. We've gone a little over. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much bro. Hopefully, you get to do this again, man. All right. Best luck. In yeah. I'll, I'll be watching from afar. All right. Take care, bro. Have a Thank good. Thank you, day. bro. Okay. What the fuck? Matt Hughes. This is what happens when you go off script. I had questions. I want to thank Rob. Rob, my fucking boy. Odds with quads. Odds with quads. That's my boy. That's my boy. Uh, Rob helped me with the questions. Like literally took some of Rob's questions directly because they were great. And um, I went off script. Went off script. Thought uh, just supposed to talk about the... Uh, Brian Barberian fight wasn't supposed to talk about Matt Brown but just thought I'll just throw it in so he knows the pair knows what he's talking about
just so people know, Matt Hughes was the 170 champ, like, back in the day. And now it's like having real health problems and like can barely walk and get onto a stage and speak. So he's, uh, it's just a stupid mixy boy look like an amateur, like an amateur. But yeah, I hope you all enjoyed that interview. Fucking, as I said, thank you so much to Ian for, for uh, jumping in and that called me. But oh my God, you can't deny, like you see it with everyone, but the self-belief you have to have to be a fighter is is craziness. But I also, like, I really appreciate the fact that he was saying, am I a better fighter than Kamaru Usman right now? Probably not. Like, fair fucks, because you hear these lads all the time, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm 1-0, and oh, and he's like, I, I, I have the style to combat Kamaru's style. And you're like, man, you fucking... Like, you won your last fight by disqualification because your fucking man kicked you in the nuts and you fell over. You're not, you're not the future welterweight champion of the world. Sorry. So for him to be like, look, the chap's a beast and that is where I want to be. I'm not there yet. But, like, in a fight, anything can happen. That's just a fact. Look at Matt Serra and uh, George St. Pierre. Like, on any given day, you can hit him and someone can drop. That's just, that's just the way it is. So, Yeah. Uh, that's the first guest of the pair pod. The first, I suppose, MMA athlete or celebrity uh, on the pair pod. Uh, we're definitely going to do more. I want to hear all your feedback on the interview, what you thought of it. You can rip me in the comments. It's fine. You can rip me in the comments. <sighs> and yeah, you saw it. Yeah, you saw it at the end, man. I was fucking clearly excited. And that was a big deal. I've been thinking about that. I was thinking about that all day, man. Or pretty much the whole time after he said he'd come on. So to get that box and for it to go well, in my opinion, went well. I tried to ask him some questions he hasn't been asked before. He went off on a lot of tangents, which is always a good thing. So yeah, we'll do more. Uh, John Jones next. I actually saw, man, I saw Dana White doing some podcasts of like uh, like 150 subscribers. So maybe I'll follow this up with like Dana White or something. But yeah, great interview. Quality, quality stuff. So, because we had the big segment this week, and just with the move and everything, I didn't have a lot of stuff planned to speak about. Uh, but I do want to say congratulations. Um, one of my best friends, Phil. Phil Donnelly. PDPT. Phil's and his lovely wife, Clara, are pregnant which is amazing. So anyone who's listening, go over to Phil, say congratulations. Just say congratulations in the comments, actually. He doesn't want to hear from you. Dirty sewer dwellers. Sewer dwellers. But yeah, it's sick, man. That's my first my first friend having a kid, so... It's, uh, it's mad. It's mad, because, like... 20, like, those late 20s is, like, an age where, like, you can either be... Like, you can very justifiably be, like, going to beach parties and, like, repping in Ibiza at 27 and be like, yeah, you know, just fucking partying, mate. Yeah, just partying a lot and doing a lot of bag, to be honest. And then you can also be like, oh, no, I'm running my own business and uh, um, my missus is pregnant, I'm about to have a kid. And, like, either one is, like, at that age, you can be like, oh, shit. So it's just crazy. 
life is a highway. <laughs> no, I'm, I definitely want to keep doing the, uh, I don't want to waste those because I want to do, um, keep doing those random little motivational spots at the end of episodes. Um, so yeah, congratulations to Phil and Clara. They are actually going to be, I'm hoping to do PDPT interview part two when he comes over to stay because uh, those interviews are great. And we have, little, I'm just going to put him in right here, nestle in beside me. And we'll, uh, we'll have a little talk about the growth because fuck tons happened in the meantime. And uh, it'd be great to kind of continue to document that. Finally, another little piece of housekeeping. Don't tell mum, one of visually impaired's first clients and genuinely right now one of my favorite bands. I think for, like, I, I keep saying they keep, uh, they're dropping an EP, Running Riot. I think the first one drops uh, tomorrow for, or on Friday. And uh, they're playing Whelan's on May 21st, which I'll be going back to document, which is just fucking crazy, considering uh, where they've come from. There's also the interview with John there, the dawn of Don't Tell Mum, so you can go back and watch that. What are you looking at that interview, man? He's talking about, gee, it be great to get an EP out someday and, uh, you know, headline a gig, and now here we are doing just that. So, yeah, we'll have some episodes coming in with that. I'll talk about that um Probably the episode after I get back, but that promises to be a rather emotional evening. Consuming liquids. Consuming liquids. Okay, folks. A little show when to get back in. Well, not short, because the interview is quite long. It'll actually end up being quite a long episode, I think. But uh, I want to thank you all for joining me in episode one of season three. I'll probably just keep going in the order like the chrono like the actual final number, but it's uh for us we'll know this was the first one of season three. And thank you all for being here. Please say it again, please. Uh like the video, subscribe to the channel. Just do it now. Oh I'll pause for a second and I'll uh, I'll do some elevator music as you do it. Thank you. And uh, we'll have it, we'll be back with another episode next week. I'm going to work on some guests. I, I, if you wouldn't mind leaving some names in the comments of people you'd like to get on, anyone. I'll interview literally anyone. So funny shit. I'll reach out to anyone on Twitter. Twitter's popping right now, so I'll, I'll, like my Twitter's fire. Uh, so I'll I'll reach out to literally anyone. My shame knows no bounds. Like if you want me to interview Eamon Ryan of the Green Party, I'll have him on. He's actually a friend. He gave me a, a tennis ball when we were in primary school, and I never forgot that. You know, the Green Party. But they're not the Green Party, if you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Cannabis. So, yeah, folks, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Roast me live in the comments. And I will see you all next week. glory. Mm -hmm.